Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things to do, and that's what the goal is. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an impressive show. Amen. The goodness of God. Hallelujah. So welcome your neighbor. You're looking good. Nice air. Nice shoe. Uh-uh, small, small for the boys now. Cut so fast. Glory to Jesus. You guys are looking good. Good to see you guys. Amen. The goodness of God. Doid. Doid. How are you? Good to see you. Hallelujah. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. How did your week go? How's your week been? Is that your testimony? It's just your default answer. <laughs> How has it been? Amen. Yeah, Kola is true. I agree with you. Great testimony. God is, God is at work in us. Amen. We have testimonies of God's goodness. All right. The goodness of God. So, you know, um, we are trying to do something over the next few weeks up until um, our anniversary, which is in three, which is, you know, we'll be three in June. Amen. Three. Our baby is green, right? Amen. So, we'll be three in June. So, um, we are having some conversations up till then. Now, we're going to have a conference um, on the 5th and 6th of June. All right, celebrate our anniversary. We call it Savior's Conference, okay? The idea is to reinforce our mandates, okay? Remind ourselves what we are called to do. So, you know, just that's the idea. So, from now to then, we're discussing our, 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 you know, as a church, our values, the things we believe, okay? What we put our stand, just, you know, to remind ourselves who we are, what we believe in, okay? And what we are taking our stand, all right? So, the first one is this the goodness of God, all right? This is our, the foundation of it that God is good. God is good. God is always good. It's not good today, bad tomorrow. It's always good. Alright? Amen. Whatever he does is good. He's always in a good mood. Amen. He's always what? In a good mood. He's not Germany, whatever people call those temperament. God is always in a good mood. It's not on today, off tomorrow. It's not when you pray and God is in a good mood, he will answer. He's always in a good mood. It's not Sean Good, I can just flip and turn out with strike. Nah. He's always in, a, always in a good mood. Okay? That God is in a good mood towards us, his children, and towards the, his creation. Okay? That God is favorable towards his creation. Is what? Favorable towards his creation. Hallelujah. God is always good. And because he's always good, I live under an open heaven. 
Let me say it again. Because God is always good, I live under an open heaven. I live in the blessing. Amen. I expect good things to come my because God is always good. That's, that's, that's so important. My heavens are always open. It's default open because God is good and is my father. So think about it. That you live under an open heaven. That things work in your favor. The lights fall for you in pleasant places because God is always in a good mood and is always good. Matthew 7, 11. It says, if you dare being evil, you know, the evil day doesn't really mean evil. It means you being natural men, okay? Natural people. It says, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more would your, you know, heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask of him? So, your God delights in giving you, his children, good gifts. This has to fill our mentality, okay, that God loves to give me good things. That I cannot dream beyond the reach of God. I can't over-demand from God. He's not my boyfriend. You know, I can't demand too much. You now people say, Talk to I know to be demanding, demanding wife. I know to be demanding husband. And God is not, is not threatened by my demands. Amen? So, I can't dream so big. I was like, uh-uh, Toluti, are you the only person? Alright? Is that good? So, we are his beneficiaries of his goodness and graciousness. So, you walk about expecting goodness and what? Mercy to follow us. This is our default arrangement. That goodness and mercy follows us. Amen. So we don't live in fear of evil. We're not wondering if randomly a car will jam us. Not those random thoughts that, you know, anything happen at any time. That randomly a car will just come. No. We're not living, you know, in fear of evil. We live in expectation of God's goodness in our lives. So we expect his goodness. Instead of expecting car to jam, we expecting random blessing. Do you understand? Amen. Instead of thinking anything else happen to you at any time. No. We are, instead, instead we, we, are, we are always expecting random goodness to happen because our God is always good. Now, you know how as a sweet husband or sweet boy, you know, you give your babe unexpected blessing, you know. Yeah. Somebody's like this, I catch you. <laughs> uh, you know, you just, you just want to surprise her with something, just make her happy, right? Now, so also, knowing your God is good and he loves you, which we're expecting good news. Expecting glad tidings. Do you understand? Not, not just thinking, ah, we are in this world, though. It can just happen. No, no, no. We, we live expecting his blessing. So this has to change how we think. Amen. God is favorably disposed towards me. So even though, yes, we have an active enemy, the devil, we also have a mighty God that loves us. You understand? So yes, there's a devil roaming about. That's his job. Okay, but we also have a much, a much more important reality that God loves me and is mighty to save and to deliver. So I'm not in the world, you know, living in fear and just playing Mananata. God come, Christ come quickly. Well, he should come, but you know, I'm not living in fear yet too. Hallelujah. Good will prevail over evil. So if the mighty God is good towards me, it will prevail over evil. 
This has to be how we see life and how we see ourselves. The blessing is superior to the cause. The blessing is superior to the cause. The blessing at work in me is superior to the cause in the world. The blessing working in me is what's superior to the cause working in the world. So even though, yes, you know, the world looks like it's obviously sometimes just crazy, right? But the blessing at work in me is superior to the cause at work in the world. The one in me is worth greater than the one in the world. So I live expecting his goodness to be my reality, my experience. Now, it's not just my theology. No, it must be my experience. People say God is good. I, they say it, right? But are they, are they actually expecting his goodness in their lives? Or if it happens, it happens. No. His goodness is my reality. It is my experience. No, our, our, our theology must, must, must go beyond just words to how we see ourselves, how we live our lives, our experiences. That's when it becomes real. John said, the things we have seen, the things we have heard, things which our hands have undo. So we saw it, we heard it, and we also undo it. Yes. So God's goodness is not, not just what I saw, what I read. It's what I am handling. It has to be your reality. It has to be how your life must be. That I must not only just sit in scripture or hear about it. Me too, I must experience it. So you have to expect God's goodness. Expect to read and understand. To apply and get the job. To be done with the contract. You get my point here. Expect his goodness. To have ideas. To, to be definitely protected. That others will fall. You stand strong. Expect his goodness. Expect his goodness. Amen. That they are robbing everywhere. They stop at your gates. It's not your fault. You are just enjoying God's goodness. Amen. Do you get my point here? Let's begin to expect it. All right? So I expect myself walking on the road and someone tries to jump me. Try to, you know, to harass me on the road, you know. And I, I think about it, how I will react as a child of God. I, I, I imagine it. I expect God's goodness. It's protection. You get? I just say, who are you? I don't fall down. <laughs> I expect his goodness. This has to be how, you know, we have to fill our thinking with this reality. That though the world may be harsh, sometimes you know, it looks pretty evil. Nigeria is, Nigeria is that kidnapping, kidnapping there. That I expect his goodness. That God's angels encamp around me. Amen. I expect his goodness. So also, expect his goodness. It doesn't my fall at your right hand. And what? Thank you. At your left hand. But, but it says, no evil will come near you. No plague will come near your dwelling. It's not your fault. You're just living in God's goodness. Don't feel bad about it. Now, we can, we can feel, you know, bad for the world, right? But if you not feel bad that you have been exempted, celebrate it. You understand? All right. So, I live under an open heaven. Glory to God. The blessing in me produces my outcome, not the cause in the world. The blessing in me, God's goodness, determines my outcome. My outcomes, not the cause in the world. The blessing is superior to the cause. As far, you know when the Bible says that Christ is far above, that is how far above the blessing is superior to the cause. That is how far above God's goodness outweighs devil's, devil's evil. You get my point here? So I have enough safety margin to be comfortable. Hallelujah. You know, life is not chance. The believer's life is not chance. It's not that a drunk guy can just eat me. It's not chance. Your life 
is faith, not chance. Amen. Your life is faith, not chance. My life is faith, not chance. It's not random. It's not, it's not a true of a die. There are only two dies here, the blessing or the curse. I live in the blessing. Hallelujah. So, I live under an open heaven. Psalm 103, 8 to 13. The goodness of God. Psalm 103, 8 to 13. Can we go together? One, two, go. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he abort his anger forever. Ten, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Eleven, for as high as are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. Twelve, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. 13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. So, your father in heaven is a much better father than your, than your earthly father. He has compassion towards you. God thinks of you with compassion. You understand? With compassion. Not with, look at him. He has done it again. Dirty boy. No, with compassion. Amen. Hallelujah. Exodus 34, 5 to 7. Once to go, then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet does not leave the guilty unpunished. Please he punishes the children and the children for the sin of their parents to the third and fourth generation. Let me explain. Before, before we say, ah, no girl, that's brutal. No, no we always say this thing, okay? Scripture explains scripture. All right? Awesome. So first, Moses prayed to God in Exodus 33, that Lord, now show me your glory. Like, I want to know, I want to, I want to know more of you. I want, to see, I, want to, I want to see more of you, okay? I want more. And God, this is what God told him. This was the more that God showed him. The Lord, the Lord, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. So that's the first thing God talks about himself, that, you know, slow to anger, abounding in mercy, compassionate, loving, generous. All right? People now wonder, how does it now mean that he will punish children for the sins of their parents? Now, again, we have to move to scripture to balance scripture. Now, this is this way you should read. Now, it's not as though God de- de- directly you know, inflict sins on other generations. But sin is transferable. Sin is transferable as culture. Sin becomes culture. So also, so also the consequence. It's natural that as sin becomes cultural, so does so, so, so the consequence follow through. So it's not as though God is directly saying, I will punish you for your father's sins. No, sin becomes transferable as culture. We also know in Scripture, Second Chronicles 7, Exodus 14, that he says, you know, when, when, they, when, when the heavens are shut and there's no rain, he says, if my people who are what called by name will humble themselves 
and pray and repent from their wickedness. I will, I will eat their land. So he's saying, no matter the generation that, 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 is, that is affected, if they repent, they will get the healing also. So it's not as though God is afflicting. It's people are living in sin and thus enjoying, in quotes, the consequences of sin. So if they turn in that generation and repent, they will be free from it. Do you get my point here? So it's not as though God is saying, I must show you for further sins. It's that sin itself is transferable as culture. All right? When, when you see human history, you know it is true. That sin in one generation becomes another generation's culture. All right. Hallelujah. See, even if it's our world today, the things that were much more abominable 10 years ago are now beginning to look cultural. What happens? So also the consequences also become cultural. All right. So God is rich in mercy. Ephesians 2, 1 to 5. Ephesians 2, 1 to 5. I want you to live here this morning knowing God is good towards you. To expect his goodness in your life. Alright? Let's go together. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, okay, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Three, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we're by nature deserving of wrath. Four, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we're dead in transgressions, it is by grace. Now, mark that, but because of his great love towards us, God, who is rich in mercy. Look at that. So, mark that. God has great love towards us. Not, not just we as children. For God so loved the world. I'm going to come there. Okay? God is rich in mercy. So, we're not meant to be living in a fear of judgment. In a fear of, if I make this mistake, thunder will fire me. Now people, you know, yeah. No. God is rich in mercy. God is rich in mercy. So, don't live in fear of mistakes. In fear of error. We live in the expectation of God's goodness. As a father corrects his children with love, so does God correct us with love. Not that you make a mistake, you are disowned. Make a mistake, it brings out the you draw and begins to flog. No, God is rich in mercy. So even when you stumble, which we should not always stumble, right? You should not be there thinking, God must really be angry at me right now. No, no, God is rich in mercy. God is rich in mercy. So you don't let your mistakes keep you far from your merciful God. Do you understand? It's your father. Don't let your, mis- your shortcomings keep you far from God. God is rich in mercy. Guilt does not make anybody better. Guilt only bets more sin. Alright? God is rich in mercy. This is his nature. God cannot change. He cannot change. You know, that's Malachi... 3.6. I, the Lord, do not change. Look at that. I, the Lord, do not change. So, he's always good to you. That's his nature. That's his nature. Okay? That is God's nature. Hallelujah. And because God does not change, it is why you are not destroyed. His goodness is what holds the world together. His unchanging nature is what holds your life together. Okay? So, God is good and it's going to be always good. James 1.13.17. James 1, 13 to 17. 
James 1, those you looking good. Come on, it's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go. One, two, go. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does it tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from, from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly light, who does not change like shifting shadows. It does not change. It's constant. So that makes him dependable. And he says, only good and perfect gifts come from God. So God is not doing you. It's not it's for you. It's not against you. So he said sin itself is what sin, you know, produces, you know, the death and all that that people say around, okay? But it's not God doing you. So even though you, 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 know, you made a mistake and, you know, things have gone awry in your life because of the mistake you did, repent and fall back in line. So you can enter, you know, that free flow of God's goodness. God does not change towards you, right? Don't change towards God. He said, get better in your work with God, okay? Don't, don't shift. He is not going to shift. You don't shift off his goodness. All right? Every good and perfect gift comes from. So don't say God is tempting me. Don't, don't say God is doing me. Don't say because I, I feel sick because God is testing me with sickness. He is not testing you with sickness. He is the healer. All right? Amen. So God is always good. Okay? God is always good. And it does not change. You know when the part of scripture that talks about, you know, and God changed his mind. Or it's not as though God changed his mind. It's just, you know, it's God, it's God operating with man on man's priestly ministry. So God says, this outcome is coming. This outcome is coming. And someone now prays and says, God, please, hold back this outcome. So it's not as though God changed. It's, you know, it's man. It's God allowing man to operate in man's priestly ministry to hold back a negative consequence or to bring back, to bring down a good one. So God, his nature does not change, right? But he can, we, can, we, can, we can operate with him to change outcomes. But God himself is, is constant. His nature is constant. He's always good. All right? He's always good. Now, we see in scripture also that sometimes God speaks, you know, in the manner of men. So it looks as though, in quote, God changed his mind. But it's really God, God speaking in the manner of men so that so they can, so can have a conversation with us. You know, like I'm talking to my child in the way he understands conversation. So I won't say, I will say the way he can get it. You understand? But God does not change. And God is love. His intentions are always of love. Okay? And God loves the world. Okay? And its systems. Alright? First John 4, 7 to 12. First John 4, 7 to 12. First John 4, 7 to 12. Want to go? Dear friends, are we together? Let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. See, when I'm, when I'm acting in love, I'm acting in God. I'm asking my real nature. When people say, I will show you my real color. If you're a believer, your real color is love. So say it carefully. I will show my, it means that you take, you, you turn the other cheek, that's the meaning. That I will show my real color, it just means that you're a Christian, it means that you turn the other. Okay, so when you say, say it, understanding. Your real color is love. The real you is a sweetheart. Amen. That one, used, that one used to show. It's your old you that has died. Just, you, know, you are flashing your old life. Your real you is a darling. 
Say, forgive her. Honorable, loving, kind, sweet, faithful, not scummy, okay? When you give your babe your word, you keep the word. That's the real you. Amen. Not that you told one baby I love you, another baby I love you. In the same week, you love all of them, okay? That's not you. <laughs> not, no, no, no. Don't. <laughs> okay, I like, that, I like that angle, okay? But don't confuse the babes, amen? Now I wonder, ah, which love is this saying? No, but people certainly wonder a lot. Ah, this girl, this guy that called you now, what does he mean by this? Ah, but when, he, when he said this, is he saying this or is just. Ah, don't ask, oh, go and collect L. Glory to Jesus. I always say, L looks better on men than a woman. My opinion. Amen. L looks better on men <laughs> than a woman. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. You, you like that, have you? <laughs> hey, amen. If you're taking L since, you know, taking L since you're 14. <laughs> it's nothing again. Ah, L, 14, 15, every year, L, L, L. At some point, another L, to the next one, we move. Amen. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. I took one L that year. I can't forget that L, but... Glory to, glory to Jesus. <laughs> ah, all right. So God is love. God is love. His, moved, his, his, his motives are of love. You understand? Whatever God does is from love. Glory to Jesus. That's his nature. So we as a student also, we ought to mirror this love. John 3, 16, 17, is, is that pretty, and everybody knows it, right? John 3, 16, 17. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Remember, this will not perish without you know, everlasting life. 17 says that God not said the son to the world to condemn the world, but that all be saved through his son. Now, the world there is not just the people. The world there is cosmos. So not just the people, the people and his systems. So God cares for the people and the world systems. So, so as believers, we cannot say we'll just save people and leave the world systems. No, God loves the people and the world system because, you know, the systems affect the people. The systems of oppress or lift up the people. So you cannot love man and not care about the systems that man lives in. So if I say I'm a lover, I love God, I love people. I must also compulsorily love the systems that, you know, that determines man's, you know, quality of life on the earth. So, as a believer, I must care about the systems of my country, the economy, the politics, the, you know, I must care about because the systems affect the people. If I love the people, I will love the systems. Hallelujah. So, for God so loved the world, okay? God so loved. So, God is loving. He's gracious. This is his nature, gracious. Gracious. He gives freely. He loves to give. He loves to bless. So let's change our thinking to, to know that God loves to do these things. We are not begging him to do good. Do you understand? We are not trying to force his hand to do good. That if I fast 40 days, he will answer my prayer. Mm. He's more eager to answer than you are willing to ask. Understand? So we're not trying to force God's hand. We're not trying to push God to do something. God is more willing to do 
than we're willing to receive. Let's change our thinking. Now, the times where I have to contend for something, right? I have to pray for it, contend for it. It's not because God is not, is not willing to, to, to release. It's because it's us most times, or, you know, the worst contentions, you know, the worst contention, you know, the, 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 the warfare at work spiritually that hinders us sometimes from receiving. But God gives freely. So, by engaging in warfare, in, in continuous prayer, it's not forcing God, it's engaging the systems. You know, when Daniel prayed, and for, for, a, for, for a few days, you know, God sent the answer, he did not get it. So God answered from the one. What happened? There was warfare in heaven. So, his prayer was just engaging in warfare. His prayer was not forcing God to answer. Do you my point? So, we're not forcing God to answer. When we are praying, we are contending for a while for something. It's not God that is, that is the delay. So, we pray knowing that we are waging warfare, not trying to force God. Because God freely gives. So, God is not, it's not your problem. It's not, it's not God that is doing you. So, the delay is not from God. The delay is not from God. You know, the delay is not God. You know, let's, let's not... We make God the enemy, okay? God is gracious, all right? But his grace is also truthful. His love is real and says the truth. His own love is truthful. You know, when people are in love, they can say anything when they're in love. Now, sometimes they actually mean it. They are blind, so they mean it. No, no, it's not, sometimes it's not even lies. They, they mean it. They mean it. Okay, let's focus, okay? <laughs> they, <laughs> they mean it, Right? Okay? But when God speaks, his words are truth. So he's not trying to, to impress you with his words. What he says, he means. What he means, he says. His love is real. His love is truthful. Love doesn't lie to us to make us feel good. It doesn't lie to us to affirm our wrong choices. Someone is something bad, but because you don't want to, you don't want, you don't want to hurt them, you don't say, it's not so bad, it's, you know, it's, it's natural, it's natural. God's love doesn't lie to us. The Bible says in 1 John, Sorry, not first John. In John 1 14, you know, it says Christ is full of grace and truth. Not only full of grace, it's also full of truth. So his grace is truthful. Very important. Very important. So, you know, we are there in days where people try to, you know, um, create love perversion, perversions of love, saying that, you know, love is love. If you love, you, if you love, you have you have accepted everybody the way they are. Mm, it's, it's a perversion of love. God's love is truth. The real love comes with truth that, babe, I love you. What you are doing can destroy you. This is not, I love you, right? But this is not. You know that? It's fine, you know. So I saw a clip recently of the pastor about, about, about homosexuality. Nobody could answer because everybody's using love to cover up. You know, I said to everybody, you have to be careful. Real love comes with truth, okay? Real love is truthful. Real love is truthful. Say the truth. If you love them, say the truth. Say it in love, right? But say the truth. Don't hold the truth in the name of your loving. You're not, be, you're not being loving, all right? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So God also doesn't afflict her like that. What's good, church? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Really good. It feels good. Let's do it again. Hallelujah. Okay. Don't do it after that, though. That's, <laughs> let's leave it there. <laughs> all right. So God does not afflict with evil. Only good things come from God. All right? Yes, God in his it as judge. Sometimes, you know, when, when he's reading out the sentence, it looks as though he's directly afflicting people, right? But usually, usually just God reading out a sentence, you know, actions have consequences. If you touch fire, you get burnt, is what it is, all right? So it's not God that made, that made the electricity to shock you. You touch fire, you got burnt. Okay? So God is good. All right? Amen. Amen. 
we see God's goodness clearly in Jesus. We know that the Son, you know, is the Son, Jesus, is God's express image. Hebrews 1, Hebrews 1, 3 and 4. Is the Son, is God's express image. The image is not, it's not, just, it's not, it's not just a resemblance. It is, you know, mirror HD replication. You get As in, like, when you see the Father, when you see the Son, you are seeing the Father. So whatever the, the Son does, the Father does also. So the way the Son is, the way the Father is. So you can't say God is, God, God is wicked, Jesus is good. Nah. <laughs> God and Jesus are the same thing. Their behavior is the same. Okay? So when we see Jesus and we see his character, we are seeing God's character. So if you, if you think Jesus is good, God is good. The God of the old, God of the new, is the same God, okay? God is good. The Son is the image of the invisible God, okay? The exact reflection of his character. Hallelujah. And it's good. His will is that people be saved, not be destroyed. So God does not take any pleasure, you know, in sin sinners in destruction. His will is what? Salvation, redemption, freedom. God is always good. Hallelujah. Acts 38. We see the ministry of Jesus and we see God's goodness clearly there. Okay? We see the devil is the afflictor. Afflictor. What's the English? Okay? God is the healer. Let's go. All right. One, two, go. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Look at that. So he, he was, he's the healer that went about doing good, healing all who were under what? The power of the devil. So we we'll see who the afflictor is, the devil. We we'll see who the healer is, Jesus. All right? John 10, 10. John 10, 10. Once you go, the thief only comes not to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it. So God's before you to have life and life to the full. Real life, joy, peace, goodness, confidence, happiness, good health. Your bills are paid, your needs are met. You spend from plenty to have life to the full. If, if you are not paying your bills, that life is, is not, I don't think it's full yet. You're on the way there, right? But it's not there yet. God wants you to have full life that all may go well with you. That is his will towards you. All right? Matthew 8. Verse 17. Okay, let's see that God's will is to heal, okay, and to bless. Want to go? When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A mouth leprosy came and not before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. So he's willing. All through scripture, when, when, when everybody came to Christ, it did not say, come back tomorrow. It didn't say, you know, the sound was always the same. I am willing to be healed. So God's will is healing. Amen. His will is not suffer it small. Let, let, it, let it make you better. No. God's will is healing. God's will is healing, okay? Let's go. Jesus said to him, say that you don't, you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. All right? When Jesus entered Capernaum, the centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? Look at this. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. Look at this. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me, 
I tell this one, go, and he goes. That one, come, and he comes. Said my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feet with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sight of the kingdom, we turn outside in darkness, thirteen. Uh, and Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done for you just as you believed it would. And a servant was healed at that moment. Please pause. Pause. See the dynamics here. Jesus said, Let me come to your house and touch him. This guy said, No, don't bother coming. Send a word. Please look at me. So this guy pulled Jesus, please follow my language, to a higher level of faith manifestation. Regular man raised up the game. God is full of goodness. A regular man can demand much more goodness. Do you understand? That the man initiated something beyond what, what, what Christ planned to do. We have to understand this thing. That your dreams are not so much for God. You can't over-expect God's goodness. That God wants you to dream with him, to take more risks, to dare bigger things, because, you know, he's my father. He's a good guy. Do you understand? This guy told Christ, don't bother coming. Send the word. Ah, that's faith. That's faith. And that's so good. That you can raise the game. I tell God, can we try this instead? Amen. God is good. He did not tell him, who told you you can tell me so and so and so and so? Who? No. He was impressed by his faith. Do you see that? He was impressed by his faith. So God is impressed by your faith, by your big dreams. When you dare big, that one has dead before. God is impressed by it. When you say, okay, I, I, won't, I won't even pray. I will type this, I will type this, I will type this healing, healing miracle. No, I do, I do it. I pray for someone. I just, I do it in typing. Be healed now. God is impressed by this kind of thing. When you dare, he's impressed by it. Like you are even trying to see, ah, can I raise this game a bit? Can I do? And demon will go out. Just do. No, we'll just do. Amen. God is good. He's always good. Amen. I live under an open heaven. So I can dare things. I can take risks. I can believe for big things. Hallelujah. Let's go. Let's finish. 14. 14. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and began to wait on him. Sharp, sharp. What am I to cook? Korean woman, okay? Let's show you. Take your food for today. <laughs> right there. God is always good. His will is to heal. All right? 16. When evening came, many were demon possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirit with a word and healed all the sick. Look at that. 17. This was to fulfill what was spoken by Prophet Isaiah. He took my infirmities and bore our sicknesses. This is God's will. That all be healed. So his will is to heal. So it means that when someone is not healed yet, God is not happy about it. It's not, the delay is not from him. So we should not, we should not you know, let those things make us resent God or make us doubt God. His will, as we see in Scripture, is always to heal. 
So why, 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 why is everyone not healed? Well, I, I don't know if it, I, don't, I don't know the answer, the answer is right, but I know God is good. I know God is good. I, I don't know why people, that's why everybody gets healed, but I know God is good. You pray for eight, five gets healed, three don't get healed, I know God is good. Pray for ten, from this one, from this ten over ten, I know God is good. Amen. So I, I don't think to feel bad that, ah, God just lied to me. Oh. Amen. God is good. God is good. God is good. Okay? God is good. So, you know, even if you pray for someone, the person died, God is still good. He did not slay you. Yeah. Things happened. It, it happened, right? He did not slay you. And if person is a believer, well, we didn't lose. He just changed the address. We didn't lose. We did not lose. When the person went to heaven, ah, you did not lose. So a believer. Okay? We won the war. So even when we lose battles, the war is already won. Now, at, the, at, the, at the end of it all, I'll be with God in glory. Do you get my point here? All right? So when someone dies or something like that, rejoice because, you know, you won the war. Person, person cross to a better life, to a better realm. All right? So God is good. You know, Paul said in Psalm, Philippians, when Paul Psalm, Philippians 123, all right, that says, I'm torn between the two. That's the part of be with Christ, which is better by far. So, yes, person went to, be, went to heaven. He's still, heaven is still better by far. So, yes, we want to live a long life, right? That, that's, that's God's plan for us, to live a long life, to, to fulfill purpose, you know, to, to labor in love, to get results. Right? That's God's perfect plan for us, okay? But let's say something just happens to the person, person's prayer did not work, person that, mm, God is still good. The believer, person has gone to be with Christ in a new body where he's not going to be sick anymore and all that kind of stuff. So, we rejoice in these things. You know, last March, let me, let, me, let me be vulnerable a bit. Last March, 2020, I, I had the period where I was, me and God were low-key fighting. Not big fights, but we had this part that, ah, can we do day now? Ah, you know? Uh, so I think at that period, I, 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 you know, I prepared for someone in 2019, December or so, or, or November. person died two days after. It pained me. Because I, I left my house to go and pray in the hospital. To go and pray in last suit. Person, ah, it's odds. Okay? And that period of some other things happened, you know, um, COVID happened. It was annoying. The way you have been church and you have been God and church was paying me for him. See, see that's happened now. Your God is not good. Kiniko, Kiniko. As I tell him to him, it was, God, that far now. Do something. You know? So, yes, I had a period. And you know, that's also when the early better case happened also. The early girl that, that everybody prayed for. Remember the Eli Bethel case? Eli, the child. The child. Yeah. That, so, those two together. Ah, God. Anything eh, eh, ah, more? This is becoming too much. <laughs> you know, I know that. Right? Then COVID, the lockdown. We have been, why are your pastors now? Did they not see this? They not, can they, can they, ah, ah. All right? Awesome. I was like, God, make, make, it, make it easier now. Make it easier on us. Ah, this prayer is too tough. Make it easier, you know. So, but we must remember that God is always good, and we are at war. We are at war. So sometimes I look, I look more challenged than other times. Okay, it's not God that is doing us or holding back. The war just became more intense. It happens. Do you understand? Okay. So you know the enemy is always at work. You know, to 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 make us sleep sleep off that knowing that God is good. 
is after our heart. That's, that's where the war is. He wants to shake you off your position. He wants to make you, wants, wants to actually push you out of faith. That's his plan. It's after your heart. So he never knows how to mount pressure. When things go a little bad, what he does increases the, t- the, t- the pressure. Makes, makes it even more difficult. The idea is to make you shift off. We must pain. We must stand that God is good. This is my reality. You know, it's, you know, it's funny that the same issues that make people live the faith make some people stronger in the faith. Early parents, they became stronger. They did not give up after that. But, but Johnson said when his father died, he, think that he was sick and he died. That was when he actually drew close to God. It just is ridiculous, right? That some people actually draw off the faith when things went bad. Some people draw stronger in the faith. I choose, I choose to stay strong, no matter what. I choose to stand strong all my life. Come watch me. I stand strong that God is good. You know, it's funny enough. You know, um, what's more, this guy? Uh, the Johnson, the son, that he says, that he says this hearing aid. Yeah, but Johnson's son, he says a hearing aid. So is, he, he can barely hear. He can, he can actually hear, he use a hearing aid to, to hear. But he used deaf people. God is good. <laughs> he used deaf people. Well, he has, he has, he has, and he's believing God for. But he used deaf people. God is good. We don't always know the answers right. But God is good. So I trust God even in mystery. I trust God even in the mysteries. I must trust God even in the mysteries. I don't get it right. I trust you. I don't understand why this happened. But I trust you. I prayed yesterday to work with somebody tomorrow. Said, you know, I trust you. We must hold on to that, that God is good. Because it is his nature. Being good is his nature. Do you understand? Amen. We must also know that faith is not complete without if I perish, I perish. Let me explain it. If my faith in God's goodness is only if I get results, I don't really have faith in his character. I don't know him. Amen. If I only believe he's good, if I get what I want, I don't know him. If I know him, I will know he's always good. He cannot stop being good. Do you understand? So faith is saying, if he doesn't deliver me, I will still serve him like people boys. We will not bow. Even if we were born here, we will not bow. That's faith. That's mature faith. Faith in his character. That God cannot change. If, if it doesn't happen, God is not slimy. God cannot slime me. I don't know what, I don't know what happened, right? But God cannot fail. That is mature faith. All right? Amen. God is always good. All right? And last, 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 I will reign forever with him in a new body. Why Paul says that we don't grieve like regular people. We know that death is not the end. So we don't mourn. Hey, he went. Ooh, ha, ha. There's pain, right, that I miss him, right? But we have understanding that he's alive in another realm. He's alive. All right? Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Now, am I trying to make us postpone things to heaven? No. No. We must, you know, expect God's goodness here on the earth. So we expect goodness to happen. That's, my, that, that's the tradition of it. That we expect good things to happen. It, it must mean you expect, you must expect, you know, to, to live under an open heaven. 
Hallelujah. Are we still good? Good? All right. Amen. Amen. So God is always good to me. With God, all things are possible. With me also, everything is possible. Mark 9, 27. Mark 9, 23. Mark 9, 23. Mark 9, 23. Mark 9, 23. Okay, 10 minutes. Mark 9, 23. Let's go together. So someone came for eating and all that kind of stuff, and he was asking, okay, if you can, he told Christ, if you can, you my son. If you can. And Christ said, if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. The person that came and said, I believe, help my own believe. Anyway, Christ prayed for the child, the child was healed. But this is the point, that everything is possible for the one who believes. Because we live under an open heaven. So we live thinking possibilities, thinking goodness, thinking kindness, thinking, thinking God's graciousness. All right? Luke 1, 23. Luke 1, th- sorry, 37. Luke 1, 37. Give me NKJV. It says, For with God, nothing will be impossible. So with God, nothing is possible. With me also that believe, nothing is impossible. So my believing, you know, makes me operate God's goodness. Makes me operate in God's level of possibilities. Are you seeing this? That I share in his realm of possibilities because I believe in him. So, what's possible with him? You are also possible with me because I believe in his goodness. Hallelujah. So, this should make us have, you know, big dreams. Okay? Knowing that God is good, the matter that I have big dreams. That I dream big, big ideas, big projects, big concepts. Because why? God is always good to me. So I have biggest over, over cities, over nations, over industries. Because I'm a co-worker in God in making all things possible. Hallelujah. So when I see sick people, I see healing. Broken people, I see freedom. Broken cities, I see, I see restoration. I'm, I have to see with God's eyes. Seeing through is lens of goodness. So I see hope, not hopelessness. Amen. I see a new day. Amen. A new Nigeria. Because I, I must see with God's eyes. See goodness, possibilities, co-creating with God. Second Thessalonians 1:11-12. It is through us that God will fix these things. So we have to partner with Him in possibility thinking, expecting His goodness. Let's go together. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of His calling and that by His power, look at this, He may bring to fruition every of your desire for goodness and every of your deeds prompted by faith. Please pause. Take it again. Take it again. I'll not say it again. Please want to go slowly. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of His calling and that by His power, He may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness. And your every deed prompted whose desire? Your desire. So that his power, you know, may bring to pass all your desires for God's goodness. Your desire. So you determine the limits. So the more you desire, the more power to work in you to produce good things. He's saying God is eager to produce, you know, through you, your desires for his goodness. So what then do you desire? 
He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ever ask or think. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. So, have big dreams. Have big dreams. All right? Psalm 27, 13. The goodness of God. Want to go? I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord the land of the living. So this, is my, this is my confidence. I'm sure of this. I will see his goodness here in the land of the living. So you're meant you are, you are to have you know, expectation of his goodness. Be confidently expecting his goodness here in the land of the living. This will shape how you think. Shape how you plan. Shape how you dream. Amen. Shape your words. So we are a people of hope. You know, this hope is joyful and confident in expecting God's goodness. This hope attracts what we expect. Amen. Amen. So sometimes, you know, seeing, seeing the world through the lens of God's goodness requires, sometimes it requires a fight. A fight to shut off negative things happening around us. The fear, the worry, the anxiety. The fight, you know, to shut it out. Just shut it out. Okay? That my stand is in the goodness of God. I am confident in that I will see his goodness in the land of the living. So shut out the hopelessness, the worry, the anxiety. Fight the fight of faith. Shut it out. Okay? Keep your heart, you know, keep your heart, your thoughts, fill it with God's goodness, expecting, you know, his goodness to show in your life. All right? Amen. Micah 4, 1 to 5. Let's wrap up there. Micah 4, 1 to 5. Seeing the world with God's goodness means I'm not seeing, seeing that as just, just, just something that will crash and burn one day. Maybe I'm, I'm going to heaven so the world can crash and burn. No, seeing the world through God's goodness means that you know, I see the world with big dreams. You know, I see the world with innovation, with, with invention, thinking of how we can make things better because I'm expecting God's goodness. So I know that God so loved the world, the world, the cosmos, the people and the systems. Okay? So I see the people and the systems through the eyes of redemption. I see them, you know, with hope of change, hope of a better day. Okay, so it shapes how I should relate with my world. Seeing the world through the lens of God's goodness. Micah 4 to 5. Want to go? Want to go? In the last days, matters of the lost temple will be established at the highest of the mountains, be exalted above the hills, and people will stream to it. To? Uh, calm down. <laughs> That's two. What's happening? All right. One to go. Let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his path. The Lord will go out from Zion, the Lord from Jerusalem. Three. He will judge between many peoples and will settle dispute for strong nations far and wide. Look at this. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. They shall not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Everyone will sit under their own vine and under their own fig tree, and no one will make them afraid, for the Lord Almighty has spoken. Verse 5. All the nations may walk in the name of their gods, but will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. Look at this. So we know the popular thought of last days. In the last days, there will be war, there will, be, there will be killings. There will be all sorts of bad things, right? But that's not all about the last days. It's also this. The possibility 
of a good last days. So I must see the world from this. So I can be part of those that will work it to be this. Do you understand? That will each one will stay under his own fig tree, under, under his own vine, vine tree, and none will make them afraid. I ask myself, that everyone talk about, about last days, last days, evil, bad. But the, Canada is last days also. So is Dubai last days also. Why is the last days good? At least better. On our own, like this. Can we begin to change how we think? That it's in our hands to create our own last days. As believers. That if you can band together and see the world through God's goodness and get involved Believing with God to make things happen that we can bet good in our society. That we can operate under an open heaven and to show in our environment. That I can go everywhere carrying God's open heaven everywhere I go. Freeing the oppressed, giving up to the discouraged, betting new projects, new ideas, new concepts that, that helps people live better. God's goodness. The psalmist said, This is one, this is one thing I'm sure of. I will see. God's goodness in the land of the living. Can we rise? Saviors shall come from Mount Zion to what? To judge Mount Esau and the kingdoms shall be the Lord's. It is through us that God desires to show the world his goodness. Just giving praise this morning. That God. Whew. Thank you. Soon and yes, Soon and yes, Soon and Nasaranani Sunan Yesu Marisariki Sunan Yesu Yadonai Sunan Yesu Taimakona Sunan Yesu Nasaranani Sunan Yesu Ihina se sunan yes Kadonan Sunan Yesu Taimakona Sunan Yesu Nasaranana Sunan Yesu Ihina se sunan yes Kadonan Sunan Yesu, 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 Sunan Yesu,
under an open heaven. We live in hope, in faith of his goodness. His goodness is my inheritance. His goodness is my experience. So I live under an open heaven. So now say to yourself, because he loves me, he is good towards me, I live under an open heaven. I live in the experience of his goodness. I live in the experience of his goodness. Goodness and mercy follow me. I expect good things every day. Testimonies of, of favor, of increase, of protection. Things work in my favor. I live under an open heaven. Father, I will thank you this morning. Is anyone right here watching us you know, live here or online? You step into an open heaven when he becomes the Lord of your life, when you are born again, how do you get born again? You believe that Christ came to the world, took on flesh, that God took on flesh, you know, Christ. He paid for your sins by suffering and dying. In his death, he paid the price for your sin. He was buried. He didn't stay there. He rose up again to, 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 give, you know, to, to give you a new life, eternal life. And if you believe in him, okay, this life that he now has is put in your account. If you believe in him, you are born again. So don't just get born again. You put your faith in Christ and make him the Lord of your life. It's that simple. So say this after me. Lord Jesus, today I come before you. I believe you died for me. You were buried, you rose again to give me a brand new life. This morning I receive your free offer of forgiveness. In the name of Jesus, I receive your brand new life. I am born again. I declare today as the Lord of my life. Come and be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I have prayed. You pray a prayer from your heart. It's as simple as that. You are born again. So help us to reach you, to, to, to help you to walk this journey. You see this form on your screen right here? There's a link to a form. It's here and also on YouTube, your YouTube screen and your, your speaker comment session. Fill the form. Your name, your email, phone number, so we can try to help you understand what you just did. Okay, just give up praise this morning. Go again.
Thank you.